All right, yeah, man. Let's uh, let's do this. Let me take a sip of tea. Ah, delicious. I'm out of Splenda, so I had to use regular sugar, and it just doesn't taste the same. <laughs> see, I'm the opposite. I can't do Splenda. I need regular sugar. I see. I don't like Splenda in my coffee, but I like Splenda in my tea. Go figure. I have no idea. Like, I don't know. Just something about Splenda and tea just tastes so good together, but not, you know, vice versa with coffee. Fair. I, don't, I don't know. Okay. <sighs> All right. Hello, world. Welcome back to the Flores and Friends podcast. It is still 2020, the longest year of probably most of our lives. Uh, we're still in the middle of the pandemic. We thought we were crawling, clawing our way out, but we, a lot of places in the United States have uh, had to scale back and go back into quarantine. But that's that's just reality now. But I am happy to welcome back. The the OG, the original guest, guest numero uno, who was not only on episode one, but the demo, which we've been debating for years if we're ever going to release that for public consumption. Uh, I'm happy to welcome back my brother from another mother, Justin Hartwell. How you doing today? Doing all right, man. It's good to be back on this. Like I always look forward to the ne- like the next text message of. Hey, you're on the next one. This is what we're going through. Yeah, so. it's funny because like this is episode. I think we've done four episodes already into this new volume. You are usually like episode one or two of the new volumes. Like you're usually in there very early. But 2020 is kind of. I mean, needless to say, 2020 has been a weird year. And like normally when I have you on, we're talking about superhero movies and. There haven't been any movies this year, so it's just like, what do we talk about? But yeah, so how you been doing through all this, man? Like, I know you got—I uh, don't want to, you know, speak too much for you—but you got furloughed, and how's it going, man? So it—it's been a ride, um, <laughs> you know, because I work for a company that deals with uh, schools and travel programs for those schools. Yeah. So amongst a global pandemic which shuts down school and travel yeah buddy so i was i got furloughed probably end of march yeah um, and i was on that unemployment train with a good chunk of the rest of the world Mm -hmm. but i did just get the phone call uh this past thursday that they are opening doors back up and they're bringing me back at the end of september awesome so that was some good news yeah Um, we, we talked when did we talk did we talk earlier this week or last week it might have been last week. What is time anymore? Dude, like, <laughs> March is the longest year of my life. Dog, I, it's been fucking four months, and it's just like, only four only four months? <sighs> you know what's the craziest thing right now? What? Like, to put it into perspective, the Sonic movie came out like three months ago. Dog, Kobe Bryant passed away in January. That feels like fucking two years ago, man, which is... Right. Realize it happened in 2020. Yeah, it feels like it happened 10 years ago. Dog, it's so wild. But I'm glad to hear that you're you're bouncing back, man. What's uh, what's it been like up there in Charlottesville? Has it been? I know you're a mid to smaller town. What's it been like over there? Like, has it really? Has it? Have you been able to walk the streets? Or like, has it been very restricted? Are people following the rules or not? What do you? What do? You, what has been your uh, experience? So, as far as I can tell, for most of Charlottesville, mm-hmm. a lot of people have been 
following the rules. Places have started opening up, but it's, you know, wear a mask inside, wear a mask when you're placing your order, mm-hmm. mask when you're leaving, uh, a lot of outdoor seating. Yeah. It's just been a lot of, you know, if I'm going to hang out with, you know, some of my friends or whatever, we keep it to, you know, four to six people tops. Yeah. You know, everyone is very open about, like, where they've been, who they hung out with, everything else. So that way, everyone is in the same loop and knowing, I know y'all are safe, I know y'all are safe, I know y'all are good. So, as far as, like, my interactions around here, everyone has been very consistent. You know what's wild? We were just talking about shit that seems like forever ago. I literally saw you earlier this year. Like, can, can you believe that? Like, I was literally in... No, what, did I see you last year? That was last year. Yeah, but I was in Virginia. Yeah, all right, yeah, I'm getting mixed. I was in Virginia last year. I was about to say, when did I see you this year? Hold on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm getting to see fucking time is playing tricks on me. But I literally forgot that I was in Alexandria, Virginia earlier this year. Like, I literally forgot. Like, I was like, didn't that happen? Because I was there for work, and I remember right. talking to my boss about that. And I was like, oh, yep. yeah, that happened in fucking February. Like... <laughs> Oh yeah, that that happened. I, I yeah, all right, yeah. But uh, I'll probably cut that out because I sound like a dumbass saying that. But maybe I'll keep it in. Uh, so you also you actually finally had a big major life development this year, man. I was very happy for you. We we talked, God, we talked last week and or the week passed, and we were we had a little. We were catching up. We did a Facetime, and we also turned into a event session about how stupid people are because how hard is it to wear a fucking mask. But yeah, back to your life development. What what happened recently for you? Uh, so I finally got my own place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, downtown Charlottesville yeah. area. But yeah, it's it, it's a great feeling of just you know knowing it's my place and no one's going to be over unless it's allowed. I guess is a, a good way of putting it, but it sounds too harsh of a word. Yeah, if somebody's there without you knowing about it, you got a problem. <laughs> exactly. That's a whole other book of issues. Yeah, we got we got issues. <laughs> but, uh, but no, it's just it's nice to know that it's my space. Yeah. And it's like everything's going to be in place where I last left it. Yeah, it's a cozy little it's a cozy little pad, man. You took me on a tour of it. It's uh it's very nice. It's, uh, it seems like a good price, good part of town. You know, you got a good setup. Yeah, I, I definitely lucked out when I found this spot. So it's it's nice, man. It's a, it's, it's a good it's a good change of pace, and it's something I've been looking trying to make happen for the past what four or five years. Yeah, dude i I started living on my own twenty fifteen. Yeah, and I never, I never want to live with a roommate ever again. Like, fuck that, dude. Like, I could, like I was telling you, I could live in a nicer part of town. I could live in a nicer apartment uh, near thing, closer to things in Austin. But then that would mean I'd have to share living space with another person or other people. Ain't worth it. Ain't worth it. Fuck that, dude. I don't even. I hate living in an apartment. I can hear my neighbors. Like, I hate that shit. But yeah. I, I've never had issues with any of my roommates except for one guy at the tail end of it, which is another story for another day. Mm-hmm. But I mean, outside of that, I loved all my roommates. Yeah, good everyone people. Was, everyone with good people, still friends with Dame, they're all of them. Corey and Jess, shout out to them for being easily one of the best roommates I've lived with for the longest amount of time. And new parents. And new parents, congrats to them. Congrats to Jess uh, and uh, Corey. 
so yeah, it's it's just a, it's a nice change of pace and something that's you know I'm just finally I'm happy I was finally able to make happen. Okay. Well, it's, I'm happy for you, man. I've been—I know how long you've been working towards that. And you've had some setbacks. Hell, even this year, you finally got your own place, but then you were furloughed. So it's just been, what a fucking awful, like, what a fucking fucked year, man. Like, it's just, it's like, why? <laughs> Can we just call a mulligan on it? And, and we still, and we still have a national election to look forward to. Like, I'm just like, fuck, dude. <laughs> it's and so like. This is again like where you and I differ. It's like, hey, we're we're halfway through the year, but that means the other half can get better. Where the other side is, we only went through half, and this much has happened so far. Oh, I just don't. I just don't. <laughs> I just don't know. And we might not even have football this year. I mean, I don't think. I don't expect us to have college football. Uh, no, I mean college football is already like still on the fence and. NFL just got rid of preseason, so we'll see, man. Who knows? I don't. I don't think it'll last. I think. I think the football, the NFL season is going to get like four or five games in, and, and it's just going to fall one apart. Big breakout, and yeah, they're going to have to cancel it. Yeah, man. I thought I was like, first off, college football. It's too crazy. There's too many teams. There's no way logistically. There's no way, and schools are like hurting for money because like. It's a mess. College football is not going to happen this year. I will go out on a limb and say that. But NFL, I had the idea that it was, this would never happen because they don't want to, like, they'd have to scale back the number of games, like, from, like, 16 or 17 now to, like, 8 or 9 or something like that. And I thought they should play, teams should play every other week, like, spread it out, like, give them, like, two weeks in between games. So that way we like, Hey, we still have games each weekend, but not every team plays every weekend, and that way we 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 minimize contact and spread people out. And in case there is an outbreak, we have like you know twelve to ten days in between that people can quarantine on. I thought that that was a good idea, but that's not going to happen because they're not going to be like, hey, do you want to make half the money like that? I don't. Not, the NFL is not going to. Yeah, no. Uh, but hopefully, man, and. Fucking Tenet got pushed back to next year. Mulan got pushed back to New Year next year. Black Widow is supposed to be com- who? Who the hell knows? New Mutants hopefully is coming out next month. We'll see. But like, it's just been it's just been a year, man. It's just been a fucking it's fuck a wash. Year. It's a wash. It's a lost year, man. It's a lost year, and it's a shame because we both turned thirty this year, and we were both yep. really looking forward to that. And it it kind of just like fizzled, like. Pfft. Real quick. Right. But anyway, let's move on to what we came to talk about. Let's move on to happier topics. Right. So mentioning that I visited you last year, the, the impetus of this topic that we're about to discuss was I was, you know, like we've had a lot of free time. We've watched a lot of shit, like caught up on a lot of shit. Like I've watched some stuff that I would never watch. Like I watched The Witcher, never would have watched The Witcher, but I was bored and I was like, okay, why not? So I, and I really enjoyed it. Um, But uh, it was... Couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah, it was probably a couple weeks ago, and uh, I just was sitting down for dinner. You know, I didn't know what to watch. I was like, I'll just watch something, whatever. Like that—that's one of the things I do like about miss about like having TV being TV focused. Like you could just throw something on and watch reruns while you eat or did shit. Uh, So I was eating dinner, and I was like, I just need to watch something. So let me just watch 
uh, the first episode, the pilot of Letter Kenny, which you introduced me to last year, and thank God you did because that show is amazing. Like it's, <laughs> I just had my guest Alex, who is Canadian, on last okay. episode, and we talked about Letter Kenny for like five minutes, just like how much it's awesome. And so I watched that first episode because it's a great first episode. I think that's like you showed me that you showed me like the first five minutes of that episode. You were like, if you don't like this, you're not gonna like this show, and right. it's fucking hilarious with uh, Wayne and Derry. Talking to the uh, the hockey players and shit like that, and making fun of them, and like, uh, uh, come again. Oh, I think, or <laughs> I think oh, you I come again. I think you come again. Coming men's enough for all. Yeah, oh. for real. Uh, and it's so good. So I watched that first episode, and I was like, okay, I can watch the next episode. And then I was like, you know, I could watch the first season. And then as soon as I finished the first season, because they go by so quick, they're like six or seven half hour episode seasons. Right. I was just like. Fuck it, I'm rewatching it all. And I literally just rewatched the entire thing. And yeah. so while I was watching it, I was thinking about how great this show is. Like, I was like, where does this rank in my life? Like, in, in the span of my television consuming years, where does this rank? And I was thinking, it's like, okay, I don't know if it's like top five, but maybe it's top ten, which got me thinking, okay, what is my top five? And I'm like, Oh shit, there we go. And I was like, yes, that is a topic right there. So what Justin and I are going to discuss today, if you haven't read the episode title or description or whatever, all time top five in no order. I'm not going to put mine in order, but these are just the five shows that we have watched that are our all time favorites. The rules are we are not going to talk about sports, like no ESPN programs, nothing like that. No news programs, no late night programs. These are more like narrative-based, you know, fiction shows, not necessarily, like, documentary shows or, like, you know, we're, we're keeping it, we're trying to keep it as, we're trying to make it as difficult for ourselves as possible. So, yeah. How do you feel about that, man? You were really game for this. You were really excited about this. Because it, it was one of those things when you pitched the idea to me, I was like, okay, that would be good. And I started thinking. How difficult. And the more I thought about it, the more it became of a task. Dude, it's tough. It's tough. It's so tough. Like, And like even earlier, I was uh, talking to you earlier, one of my buddies uh, called me and asked what I was doing today and I told him, he's like, oh, top uh, five TV shows, okay. And then he got sucked down that rabbit hole and he's just, I hate your friend. Yeah, dude. It's, I it, hate him <laughs> because this is now going to take up the rest of my day. It's tough. It's so hard because like I have... Let me see. Outside of my five that I have, I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. 24 ish that didn't make the list. Like, like basically, I came up with 30, almost 30 shows, and only five of them made the list. And I'm just like, and that was like, I didn't work on this until Wednesday. Like, I, I knew we were doing this for a while. Like, I didn't work on this until Wednesday. And I just like, had uh, like 30 minutes and I was just like okay let me come let me write down a list of all the shows I love that I know off the top of my head right. it's tough it's really uh, there's only one show without a doubt that I knew that without a doubt this is my favorite this is probably my favorite show of all time so I'm, this is definitely on it but the rest yeah. it was tough it was tough so yeah we're gonna go through that and then we're gonna do the questions and we're gonna mention some of the runner, runners up but we're gonna get through the list our first four then we'll talk about the runners up yeah so you ready man 
ready when you are. Am I taking first or are you taking first? You, you can go first, but uh, if anybody listening wants to share with Justin or I on social media what their lists are or have any feedback, please, please go ahead. And again, I want to make this clear. We are not saying that these are the five greatest shows that humanity has ever created. So before anybody gets on us about that, these are our list, our favorite, our individual personalized list. So if you have a problem, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> you can say, oh, I also really like this show or, yeah, oh, this was because of X, Y, and Z. Cool. Debate it up. Let's go. But we are not... Like, out of my top five, I know there's shows in there that either people are not going to agree with or they're going to ask, well, what about this show? Yeah. Well, it's because most of the time I never watched it or never got into the series to begin with, yeah. which is why it's not on my list. Yeah, out of the five that I have, like, maybe three of them are, like, mainstream shows, like, really popular, but the other two are, like, kind of more personalized that I love, so... Correct. So yeah, man. Let's kick it off with you first, man. What's your what's your what, what are you starting off with? So I am starting off with one that got part of a re- big resurgence recently, which is Avatar: The Last Airbender. I knew, like, I you, we didn't. First off, let's also say that we didn't share our list with each other. So sure. I'm hearing Justin's for the first time, and he's hearing mine for the first time. But I had to say, I was like, I know at least one of them is Avatar. Because I know how much you love that show. And I know we, you and I have had the conversation because you never really got into Avatar. I literally right? talked about it on my last episode with Alex. She was saying how much she loves that show. And I told her I've never seen an episode. I've literally never seen an episode of Avatar. And people have tried to shame me into watching it. I'm like, I just have no real interest. Maybe one day. I don't know. But please, continue. Right. And so, you know me. I'm not exactly a... I want to say I'm not confrontational, but I understand other people's, like, <laughs> opinions on a matter. You're a very reasonable guy. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Avatar, like, is one of those shows that has such a big community behind it. Yeah. And it does a fantastic job of illustrating, you know, real-world issues, both kid and adult the concept is super badass yeah um everything has like a good origin to it and everything is based on real world like interactions and it's it's so good and i and i the other night i was just re-watching a couple of my favorite episodes Mm -hmm. just because yeah it's it's fantastic and if and I know a good chunk of people listening to this would, would probably agree. Yeah, dude, it's really popular with our age group, like our peers. Like it's – I don't know if like people older than us or younger than us, but I know that like us millennials, us like 90s kids, early 2000s kids like really latched onto this show. Like a lot of people I know love this show. But yeah, that, that's definitely – that's one of my top five. What is – okay, so – it's it, it went on for a while, and they had the Legend of Korra as well. Again, I don't know much about the show uh, for reasons, but like, do you have like a particular favorite episode, a favorite season, like any favorite characters? Like, what makes it one of your favorites? Like, like if you had to say, if you had to tell someone like a pitch, like this is why I love this show that much. If I have to, if someone were to ask me, Justin, if I want to know why this show is your absolute favorite, which episode would I watch? Yeah, and that would be. I believe it's season two. Okay. 
Yeah. It's season two. I think it's like episode three or four, The Blind Bandit. Okay. And it's when you get a real, like, it's when you first meet Toph, who's an earthbender. Okay. And the whole episode is such a treasure. And it introduces uh, the boulder, which is a mix of The Rock and Macho Man Randy Savage. (laughs) Okay. As an earthbender, as like an earthbending competition or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was it made such an impact on me that I actually cosplayed as the Boulder one year for our con. I think I remember this. And it's the humor is so good. Yeah, interactions between all the characters is really well done. It really it does a great job showcasing what Earthbending is, which is my personal favorite. Okay. And it's it's all around a gem of an episode, and it's one of those things where if you were to try and get into it. You know me. You know my taste and everything. Yeah. Watch this episode and see if you understand why I like it so much. Okay. Uh, Just for my study point. <laughs> well, not to get too sidetracked here, but how do you feel about the live action movie? Did you ever watch it? The I'm sorry, there was a live action movie. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Was that a thing that existed? I'm pretty sure that was a fever dream that I had once. <laughs> uh, I think I remember hearing something about something. Uh, maybe it was that one with the blue cats on that alien planet. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to look into that. I'll do some research. Right. That, that live action movie was an absolute insult, and we're going to keep it at that before I go off on a tirade. Yeah. I just remember a friend of the show, Michael Ramsey, I went to high school with him, Fish. He's been on the show. need to have right. him back. Hopefully I'll get him back on this, this year. I remember like early days of Facebook or Twitter. I can't remember when that movie came out. Um... I just remember he was like either live posting or live tweeting that movie like in the theater. And like I just thought it was funny. He goes like I remember very vividly that his tweet start his first tweet started like here we go. And then like 5 minutes later he's like he tweeted or said he posted something it was like well, I'm not we I just made it to the prologue. I'm 5 minutes in and I already hate this movie. And I'm like god damn. Fuck. Yeah, no, it's it's that bad. Like yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I'm assuming you have. No, absolutely not. Good. First off, because e- even just from like a cinematic standpoint, yeah. it was rough. Yeah. The stage, absolutely. Yeah, like people have talked about this film to death and like done like essays, video essays, and like written blog posts about it. It's pretty bad. Uh, maybe I might watch it one day as a goof, just like fucking see how, just to watch a train wreck, but like. No, I really have no de- no desire to see it. So it, it, yeah. it's in the same vein as the Dragon Ball movie. Oh man, I literally again not to get sidetracked here, but like I literally went out of my way to see that Dragon Ball movie because I made a promise to my to my young self, like as a kid, I was like, they ever make a live action Dragon Ball Z movie or Dragon Ball or whatever, I don't care what it is, I'm going to go see it because I want that that bad and what. It was, yeah, it was as bad as I, as I, as as people have heard and as I expected. It's 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 really bad, but you know, I, you gotta you gotta stand by your convictions, right? Okay. Did you have anything else to say about Avatar before we move on? Just I love it, man. It's yeah, I love it, and it's making its way as a tattoo off at some point. Yeah, maybe one day, one day. Yeah. Okay. So I don't really know where to go with mine. So I'll just go with the one, like the one, my number one. I'll just get it out the way right now. 
because, again, like I said up top, out of the five, out of the several that I wrote down, I I know definitively this is my favorite show of all time. This TV show, I sp- actually just watched a bunch of episodes on 4th of July because they do a marathon on 4th of July. It's on decades now. It used to be on sci-fi. They also do it on New Year's Eve. So for years when I before I drank, my 4th of July and New Year's Eve plans were just to watch this show, the marathons. Uh, it recently got rebooted. It's been like rebooted like – I want to say this is the third reboot, and that is The Twilight Zone. But my favorite is the original. The the original Rod Serling. I'm literally looking at the, a Rod Serling biography book on my desk right now as I record this. I'm a, I love The Twilight Zone. It is hands down, no doubt in my mind, my favorite show of all time. It's old as fuck, but I still think that it holds up really, really well. It is so important in my life that I... I love, I just, it's so good. Like, it's like, uh, uh, people know about The Twilight Zone. People are very familiar with The Twilight Zone if they've even never, maybe if they've even never watched an episode. They know the music. They understand the concept. They understand, like, it's fucking bizarro world, right, basically. And I just think as, like, as someone who dabbles in writing and someone who loves philosophy and psychology and fiction, that I just think that it is... I I can't say it's the greatest show of all time, but in my opinion, it is the greatest show I've ever watched. It's it's a mixed bag. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that every episode is great. There are some duds in there, trust me. But if you understand the production history of the show and how network television works and the fact that they were always struggling for cash, as popular as the show was, they were always underfunded, like there are some legitimately classic American television in there. Uh, personally... I have several favorite episodes. I have several favorite episodes. Like I could – if you gave me the list of episodes, I could tell you this is bad. This is good. This is great. Um, but personally, my favorite episode is Monsters Are Doing Maple Street. It is it, – like if I had all the money in the world, I would like spend money. I would beg CBS, give me the rights to this episode. I want to make a feature film out of it because it's so good. So basically what happens is like set in like – you know. Nuclear family, 1950s, fucking white as hell, American suburbs, right? And they, like, they're all chilling on a nice summer day. And they see, like, a meteor or a spaceship fly over, uh, fly overhead. And they're like, what the fuck was that? And then all the electronics and everything stop working. Like, nothing's working. And so it's basically about, like, like, how we're all neighbors, but we're at the drop of a hat when shit goes to hell, like, we turn into a mob. We turn into barbarians. It's and like these ta- these like neighbors who are all good friends like turn on each other. And it is, I never get tired of it. It's so endlessly fascinating to me. And it's thirty minutes long. It's like maybe twenty two minutes long. Like it's so brilliant. And that's just one episode in the several episodes. Like there are again several episodes. I would tell you, like you know the the more popular one with William Shatner on a plane. He's like there's something on the wing. Some thing. Thing. Yeah, that's actually I don't I'm not too high on that one, but there's also the one with the with the guy who survives a nuclear blast and he finally gets to read all the books in the world and his glasses drop and he's like, "Oh, there's yeah. there was time now." So many classic episodes, obsolete man. Yeah. Isn't there one of like uh it's like a nuclear town and they have to appease the one kid? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so that's not necessarily a nuclear town. It's basically like this kid, his family, well, they all like, live on a farm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's a monster. And it's – that's another one that's really popular. 
but I'm not too high on because I feel like it's played out. And it's overblown. It's good. It's a good story, but like I don't necessarily that that th- those kind of stories don't interest me. There are a lot of episodes that are just like, yeah, I see what you're doing here, but I don't really the 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 message here, the twist, the morality tale here is not really grabbing me because I already know that children are hellions, so that doesn't really fucking do anything for me. But there are some really good episodes. I'm not a fan of any of the reboots. They rebooted it. So the first one, the original show aired. Yeah, yeah. Well, the original show aired 58 to 63, if I'm correct. They rebooted it in the 80s. Didn't last. I think it lasted like two seasons. They rebooted it again in 2003 with Forrest Whitaker as the host of all people. Interesting. Not really a big fan. And they recently rebooted it with Jason with uh, uh, Jason Peele. Jordan Peele, sorry. Oh my God, I can't believe I said that. Jordan Peele. I have not watched any of the episodes. I've heard mixed reviews. I don't have CBS All Access. My, my parents do. I've been like, maybe I should give it a shot. But my problem, my, the fundamental flaw of trying to reboot The Twilight Zone is it's this was a moment in time. And this is, it's not, you can't recapture it. It's, it is so of its time, but so timeless at the same time that it's just like, you're just doing a cheap imitation. I'm sure the new series has some good stories, some interesting stories, but they're just trying to imitate like what was done in the past. And I don't think that's a really necessarily great like plan. And that's why I think like Black Mirror is the na- is the natural a successor to Twilight Zone because like it is similar but it's its own thing and it's its own flavor and it it's working kind of in the same parameters but doing it in a more modern setting. So I was like I think Black Mirror is definitely the the successor. And I I love that show as well. It's not my top 5, but it's I love that show as well. So yeah, Twilight Zone, the original with Rod Serling, so many great shows. I think it's it's I think it used to be on Netflix and Hulu and all these platforms, but I think CBS now has the exclusive streaming rights. But again, if you're bored on a on Fourth of July or New Year's Eve, you ain't got anything to do. Uh, it used to be on Sci-Fi, and now it's on Decades. It's one of those like back, back, deep in the listings cable channels. I don't know if everybody has it, but uh, it's great. I highly recommend. It. It's my favorite show of all time, without a doubt. Yeah, that's totally fair because it, it, again, you have so many timeless interactions. Yeah. Or just story points that yeah. anybody can look at, like, oh, I know that story, or oh, I know that concept. Yeah, that came from that sh- that show and that series. Yeah, and there are literally some episodes, like the monsters are doing Maple Street, and other episodes, kind of rinky dink production value. Again, it was a very it's a very low budget show, and it was made in the fifties and early sixties. But I I literally think that there are some there are some episodes you could take. And just put cell phones in it, find a way to make cell phones and technology work in it with the internet and all that stuff, but are yep. still relevant to this day. Like I could I've literally thought about doing a spin-off podcast of just the Twilight Zone. Like I was like, if I knew somebody who would be down to watch every episode with me, that is just that is a Flores and Friends spin-off right there. But I'm like, that's a lot, and a lot of other podcasts have done that. And I was like, I don't wanna I don't really know how I could put a fresh spin on that, but uh, yeah, hands down, favorite show of all time. Okay, yeah, yeah. let's yeah, move on. I can, I let's uh, let's move on to your next one. What's your next one? So my next one would be, and this is again a personal favorite of mine, mm-hmm. would be Sherlock, the right. Benedict Cumberbatch BBC series. This was not on my list, but it was in my list of runners up. Runners up. So for me personally, um, I haven't seen the fourth season, so that's probably why it's up in my top five because I've heard 
very mixed reviews on the uh, fourth season. It starts off strong. I'll tell you that. It starts off really good, and then, oof. Yeah, that, that, that's the general takeaway I've had from it. So, I watched a show on a whim. I can't remember if it was a recommendation from someone uh, years and years ago, or if it just like kept popping up in my like suggested videos, yeah. or suggested shows to watch. Yeah, on Netflix. But it kept popping up, and I was like, you know what, let me just sit down and actually watch this. And I was hooked. Hooked. Yeah. In the first 15 minutes of the show. Yeah. And it, just, and it, and it just did not let up. Yeah, I would, I would say those first three seasons. Even season three. A lot of people aren't too keen on season three, but like, I rewatched those, I think, earlier in the year as well. Like, God, that, that first two seasons, they are fucking endlessly rewatchable. They're so well done. Mm-hmm. The concept's great. Yeah. The, his, the way he interacts mm-hmm. with the world around him and how he, you know, breaks down the crime scenes and breaks and the, like the uh, production value. Yeah. On, you know, the word placements on, you know, when it shows the ring in the first episode that has clean on the, or clean on the inside and dirty on the outside. Yeah. And the way that works with the camera angle, it's, ugh. It is so well done. The characters are fantastic. Benedict Cumberbatch is well in his element as Sherlock. Yeah. And it just, it's fantastic. I can, Rewatch those episodes without missing a beat, and fully enjoy every every aspect. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite episode? I mean, there's not a lot. That's one of the brilliant things about that show is like it's four seasons and a like a mini movie basically of like three or four half hour hour and a half long episodes. I love how I love how efficient and concise the storytelling is. Like I'm just like it gets in, it gets out, it does what it wants, and then it it doesn't linger too long. It's very well done. Uh, do you have a favorite episode? Because I have a favorite episode. I think my favorite episode is The Way. Oh, it's a great... Yeah, that's also... Uh, the Sign of Three, I want to say? I think that's what it's called, but... Yeah, that that episode is an absolute 100% favorite. Yeah, it's my favorite episode of that season. Um, it's great. I love how they weave three stories and it all ties up in the end. It's God, what a great... What a great episode. That is that's one of the ones I rewatch. Like a lot of them some of them I don't, but uh uh yeah, my favorite is the season 2 uh episode f- first episode of season 2 Scandal in Belgravia with uh Irene Adler. I think that's the best cuz like oh, yeah. cuz if you recall spoiler alert to this show that's been on the air for like 10 years. Like I, I just remember at the end of that episode like basically Irene Adler has Sherlock and Mycroft like by the balls and like you're just like, how the fuck are they going to get out of this? Like, how the hell, how the hell are the good guys going to win this one? And then fucking Sherlock finds a way, and I'm like, god damn, this show is amazing. Like, I love, I love, I love the dynamic between you know Sherlock and Irene Nadler in that one, and I really love, I just love how like it twists and turns, and like you're like, dog, this is amazing. Like, and it's coming off a really good end of episode, end of season one. And you get that cl- you get that cliffhanger resolved, and it's 
Man, that's 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 the episode that I rewatched the most because I just I think that's such a great. It's so good, dude. Again, mm-hmm. just the way they introduce everything. It's the way he thinks. Yeah, and it pushed me to open my mind more on how to view different things, like for problem solving, just for like random puzzles or whatever else. And it, oh, oh, it's so good. Okay. All right. Well, if you have anything else to say, uh, I'll move on to mine. Yep, go for it. Okay, so mine's kind of in the same ballpark. This one was tough because uh, without going too much in the runners-up now, this was the one that I think I told you was like my last pick. I couldn't decide between the two, these two shows, but I did pick one. Uh, The first show was – the two shows are Luther, uh, the BBC show with Idris Elba, and Angel, which was the Buffy spinoff that came on early 2000s, right? Angel was probably for the longest time my favorite show of all time. Like, really, honestly. But, you know, as you grow and you experience new shows and, like, better shows, like, I gotta go Luther. Like, Luther is probably my favorite cop show of all time. Like, I love it more than Sherlock. I love it more than SVU. I Luther is my favorite. Like, I love Luther so much. And I'll be honest, you know, Idris Elba voted Sexiest Man of the Year one year. He was Stringer Bell on The Wire. He's been in a bunch of stuff already. He was in the Thor movies and the MCU. He's been in a lot of shit. He was uh, Stacker Pentecost in that Pacific Rim movie. But in my mind, fucking Idris Elba will always be DCI John Luther. And it's another, It's like Sherlock. It's the first season's like six hour-long episodes. Second season is like four, I want to say. Third season's also four. They've done like... I think they've done five seasons. Yeah, five seasons. But I got to tell you, that first season is immaculate to me. Like, it's just fucking perfect. Like, it's so good. It's so well done. Ties up really well. I mean, it leaves it on a cliffhanger, obviously. There's seasons afterwards. But, like, it's so brilliant. And it's so emotional. And he is so good in it. Like, he's, like, not a good guy. Like, he's, like, he's a cop. He's a detective. But he's not, like... He, he's one of those, like, cliched, like, he he bends the rules, basically, to get the job done. But I never feel like he's a villain who's pretending to be a cop. Like, I feel like a lot of shows with cops that bend the rules or authority figures that bend the rules or stuff like that, they're like, he has a good heart, but he bends the rules to get the job done. And I'm like, he's kind of a he's kind of an asshole and kind of a villain, so I don't really, really like that. But I think that I honestly believe John Luther's, like, the, the greatest hero of all time. Like, I really love it. Uh, so, yeah, I, I have to say the season, season one is great. It's perfect. Season two, definitely a sophomore slump. Just prepping you now. There's a character in season two that is annoying as fuck. And luckily, she's only there for one season. Season three is probably, I think season three is my favorite season because that's the one I've rewatched the most because it is a tighter, it's only like three or four episodes. And there is a point in the penultimate episode, like the last two episodes of that season, it's a two-parter. Like combined, they are my favorite episode. Like they are, there's a major event at the end of the first episode. And then the second episode is dealing with afterwards. And it it could have, like that season could have been the end, but they kept it going and I'm glad they did because season four and season five are really good as well. Season five was, it was all right, but season four, season five kind of goes off the deep end towards the end there and i'm really curious to see if they they make any more like where the fuck are they gonna go now but uh it's so good it's like this noirish british noirish 
modern detective show. It's it's really I highly encourage everyone to watch it. If you just love good British television and like it's basically like what's what's fascinating about this, he's basically Batman because like he's just a normal guy and he's hunting down like serial killers and murderers who are like Batman villains, like basically just like fucking have like this twist about them, like a Batman villain might that kind of is the origin story of their 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 maliciousness and villainy. And it's just like it's it's so good. I love it so much. I love Idris Elba in it. Idris Elba is like he's the man in my book. And uh Ruth Wilson plays Alice. Yep. So fucking good. Have you ever watched it? No, that is actually one of those series that I've been that's on one of my to watch lists. It's great. Shows. Just because of how much you love it. Yeah. Just to me says I need to watch this show. Look, I don't think it's the greatest show of all time. I'm not going to say that. Uh, but like, I will sit down and talk to you. Like, I will talk to you for hours about each episode because like, it's so. And I, it's one of those shows that I don't feel like is like people are aware of it. People have heard of it, but people don't really know much about it. And they know him. They know Idris Elba, obviously, uh, but they don't know like. They don't know, like, oh, I've, I, I've seen it on a list or something like that, but it's so good, dude. Like, it's my favorite cop show ever, like, ever. I love it more than Sherlock. Like, I was like, I was like, man, how great would it have been if we had a Luther-Sherlock crossover? That would have been amazing. But Luther's definitely, I love Luther more because it's like, Sherlock feels comical at times, like, very comic booky, very pulpy, and like, very silly at points. Luther is not that silly. Like, it, it has humor in it, but it's definitely grittier and heavier and darker and just fucking wild at points, dude. It's so, dude, I, man, I might get off this and watch this right now. Like, fuck, <laughs> I love that show so much. Okay, yeah. Do you want to move on to yours? Yeah, unless you have anything else you want to say about Luther. Nah, man, I think I've blown that show enough. Let's let's move on to yours. So my next one, which might might be the first, like we both have it on the top. Okay. Would be Game of Thrones. Oh no, I don't have Game of Thrones. Really. Look, I've always so, yeah, we've talked about this, man. I really enjoyed Game of Thrones, but I never really thought it was. It's not. It's not up there for me. It's just. It's really good. It was really good. I had a lot of fun with it. Not one of my tops, but please continue. So I loved Game of Thrones because I was one of the late people to Game of Thrones. Yeah, we talked about this. We I, did a pot on it last year. Right. So I didn't start until what, season four, season five? Somewhere around there, yeah. Like 2014, 2015, somewhere around there? Uh, probably closer to 2016. Okay. So I was playing catch-up. Yeah. And, you know, thankfully I had, I was living with someone and the person I was dating at the time were both like hardcore into Game of Thrones, reading the books and all too. Mm-hmm. So while watching the series... You know, I would pause and ask questions like, well, who's this family? Who's this person? What does that mean? And they kind of helped, like, guide me along through the series. Mm-hmm. And it's, and of course, you know, there's a lot of flack on the last season, yeah. you know, ruining the show, which is understandable. Yeah. But the funny thing I basically have on a couple of these shows, or at least for this one in Avatar, it's, it, it was a cultural, like, phenomenon. Yeah. Like, you couldn't go anywhere without seeing something Game of Thrones. It is arguably, like, outside of, like, MASH or Cheers or Seinfeld or Friends, 
in like Sopranos and fucking Breaking Bad, like it is in the pantheon of like arguably the most popular shows in the history of like television, like ever. Like it's it 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 it's incredible how the run that it had. And and that's why I see it as, you know, one of my top favorite shows because it gave me I mean people had uh, Game of Thrones nights every week. Oh yeah, dude. Like the thing I love most about that show was when we were all watching it new, like texting you and like several friends, like after the episode and like freaking out. Oh, dude, that was quality time. Simpler times. Simpler <laughs> times, and, and that's the thing. That's why I love that show so much. Mm-hmm. It's because it brought people again, as cheesy as it sounds, but it brought people together from all over to come and watch his show and you like you went to work the next day ready to talk about it with those that watched the show yeah definitely water cooler moments man and you know that's one of the last shows that we've had like that yeah i don't we haven't really had anything like the the closest thing we had was uh the new watchman series yeah but i don't even think that was that was a fraction that was like really popular that is the closest we've had mm-hmm. because I mean even then Watchmen was a very niche crowd very much so you know you didn't have the droves of people for years 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 looking forward to the next episode and the theories and the conversations and yeah. the you know I support the Lannisters well they're crazy but I understand that I'm personally a Stark and yeah you know it, it almost had like that Harry Potter loyalty base to it. Shout out to Sir Davos, my homie for life. Dude, Sir Davos. That's my guy. That's my guy. Love Sir Davos. But but you get those characters that you latch onto just because you like that character. Yeah. And you had the house factions and you had just every, I mean, there's cookbooks based (laughs) off the show. (laughs) It's fucking wild. Yeah, I have one in my kitchen. Has uh, different meals from like the different areas of uh, Westeros, yeah, of Westeros, and it has a medieval variant of it, and then a modern day variant. So that way you can cook it in like a modern day kitchen. Do you? Uh, are you worried? I mean, we talked again. People can go back and listen. We did a two parter on uh, Endgame and Game of Thrones uh, last year to start off last volume. Um, do you think? Like, I, I've seen a lot that people are worried that basically that last season kind of tanked all the greatness that had led up to that. Or do you think it'll it'll grow favorably, or do you think it's going to age poorly? What do you think is going to happen? I think... It's tough. It, depend, it depends on how much that last episode affected you. Yeah. Because... Yeah. It, it'll probably... I hope it doesn't, but it'll probably turn into, like, a Dexter. Yeah. Where the series is great, but everyone, you know, because I got about halfway through Dexter and I fell off because of various reasons. Yeah. But I feel like it's going to be one of those, Game of Thrones is great. Just whatever you want, however you wanted to finish, imagine it and don't watch the last season. Yeah, man, people tried to get me into Dexter and I'm like, I already know the show ends like shit. Why would I bother? But, right. I mean. And that's what everyone... I feel like that's what Game of Thrones is going to turn into is yeah. the watch it just, you know, 
be ready for the last season to really aggravate you or just don't watch it and imagine your own ending. Do you have a favorite episode or storyline, anything particular? I love Davos. Davos my homie for life, man. I love um, the cells of Braun. Yes. I love Braun. Honestly, I think one of my favorite interactions in that entire series was the Arya Tywin exchange. Oh, yeah, early on, huh? Like, early on, uh, before she even, like, when she's just getting to know the man. Mm-hmm. It's just, the way he, he's, like, such a ruthless person. But the way he interacts with Arya as, like, the chamber person, the cupbearer, whatever you want to call her, mm-hmm. uh, without him realizing it's a Stark just shows like he is a genuine person and you know even though she's like i'm gonna kill you and your family they still have that like mutual respect of you're a decent person you're not as bad as i thought you were and just just that whole interaction was so genuine i guess is the way of describing it that it that episode was so good to me yeah and it's that one and the uh Littlefinger Varys conversation. Yeah. Like the quips and the, you know, the tests of brain power against each other, ways that they had about talking to each other. And it just, that's what I love. I love good dialogue. Yeah. If you have a show with amazing dialogue and good character interactions, I'm sold. Yeah. Well, my favorite episode, hands down, is Battle of the Bastards. Like, I think that's just, like, I can't believe we that happened like that was what an episode but honestly i think my favorite moment like throughout the entire show the entire show is when Tyrion is on trial and shay the whore is like fucking testifying against him yeah and like his speech where he's just like he's like "I, i want to confess and like it's it's not even when he like rallies against like fucking Tywin or his family or his sister like everybody it's literally when he like he wants to confess and he looks back at like the crowd and he's like I saved you I saved all of you and he's just like I did this for y'all and y'all are so ungrateful and he's like I should have let the rest of you should have let Stannis kill all you motherfuckers I'm paraphrasing but like that is probably my favorite single moment in the show and it is like you know it's fucking uh, brutal what's his name what's the actor's name fucking peter what peter dinklage uh it's peter dinklage chewing scenery and like really selling that emmy clip like to win an award but like i just i love that shit i love when he just turns back and he's like i saved you i saved all of you i would i should have let stannis kill all of you and then he just goes off like that's probably my favorite moment in the entire show yeah uh, i'll happily give that one to you that it, it, there's so many good moments. There's it's so great. Many. It's great. Uh, okay, you want to want to move on? Or you have anything else to say about Game of Thrones? Hopefully, that didn't the last season didn't ruin yeah. the possible spinoffs. But we'll see. It. Yeah, it's on my list of runner ups. But again, I'm like, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. But I'm, it didn't connect with me on a level like these the rest these other shows that I'm about to mention did. But I totally get why you – I know how much you love that show. Okay. So I'm going to dive into a comedy here. I got two comedies and an anime left. So the first comedy I'll go with 
actually had a conversation with this show about this show with my friend Morgan and Ben. My friends Morgan and Ben very recently because Morgan had never really watched this show and just decided they they were working their way through this show. South Park. Really? Yeah. Love South Park. Love it. it I am genuinely surprised. Look, it's tough because there are a lot of comedies on this on my list that I'm just like, yeah, it's great, but has it had the sustained greatness, like consistency? Like that's my thing with South Park. Like I'm like, we when I was talking to Ben and Morgan about this, they were talking. We were talking about some of the best episodes, and I was like, God, this show's been on for fucking twenty two years, twenty three years. Yeah, and I'm just like. I think I could pick any episode in a 23-year run and enjoy it. And I'm just like, that is a that is a, a level of quality, a level of consistency where I'm just like, this is this is greatness. Like this is great. It's I don't I don't think it's the funniest show of all time. I'm I'll, I'll talk about the funniest show of all time in my opinion. Uh, but I just love it. I, I remember it, and like the, my history with the show. Like it came out when we were very young. I didn't really start watching it until I was nine. And, like, I had to sneak to watch it. Like, I had to sneak. I had to trick my uncle to let us watch Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Like, I had to sneak. Like, South Park would come on 10 o'clock Central Time. My bedtime was, like, nine. And, like, when I was growing up. So, like, I had to, like, sneak it and be very careful about, like, like if I heard my mother coming, I had to turn it off and, like, pretend I was asleep. And, like, yeah, it's just, it's just fucking quality. Like, again, I want... It's not aging well for a lot of people, and I think that's some. There's, there's, that's that's valid. Like, it's got some problematic shit that you're just like, ooh, this is not aging well. Like, this is in twenty, in like two thousand one, this was funny, or two thousand three, this was funny. In twenty twenty, this is not that funny, or this is this is inappropriate. But I just think it was just like, it was so emblematic of what was going on at the time that it's like a time capsule and. Again, I have to go back to I think I can pick almost any episode in the past 20 years, 23 years, and I'll enjoy it. And like if you if you just like gave me all the episodes of South Park and just allowed me to hit shuffle, I guarantee you I would enjoy it for like hours. Like it's just it's just great. Uh my favorite episodes though, it's a three-parter, Imagination Land. That is god so good. It's so fucking funny. And it's uh, it's a newer one. I think it came out when did that come out? It came out a while ago, mid to mid twenty ten somewhere around there. But it is it's it's a classic. But there are so many episodes in that in the show that I'm just like, oh yeah, and that one, and oh yeah, and that one, and oh yeah, and that one, and oh, it's so good. So yeah, South Park is definitely on my list. I I really really had a hard time because like there are a bunch of I'll, I'll list some other ones later on of like comedies that I really love, really love. But I just like I can't say it's better than South Park. Like Family Guy. Like I was like I love Family Guy, especially those early seasons. But like, can't say it's better than Family Guy. I can't say it's better than South Park. Really love Rick and Morty. Like I know how much you don't like that show, but I love Rick and Morty. But I'm like, I can't say it's better than South Park, man. It's just it's South Park is part of my history. Like I've loved that loved the show since I was nine. Since I was nine. It's fucking twenty one years, dude. Like just. So yeah, South Park is my is mine. It was one of mine. Do you have anything to say about South Park? Do you have any particular attachment to it? I mean, it, like there are some episodes and some quotes and some scenes that got me when I was watching it. Yeah, but it it doesn't do anything for me now. I get it. 
Like, it, I feel like, like again, personally, I don't know if it's I've just got become uh, bitter in my older age. Yeah, but it, the jokes don't land like they used to. I get it, and I, and I don't know if it's because like I, I grew out of it or my tastes have changed. But it's just it's just something about it just never like it, it was always good, but I always felt like it was too much. Yeah. And I just never, like, oh, like a bunch of our friends really enjoyed, like, catching it, you know. Oh, the new episode is coming out tonight. We're going to go watch it. Yeah. And I would, you know, go and join and watch it. And some of it was like, yeah, this is hilarious. But now we're trying to go back and rewatch it. It's just. Oof. Eh. It's oof, yeah. It's oof. Not a big oof, but it's oof. <laughs> I, maybe it's maybe it's the nostalgia. Maybe it's because I grew up with the show. I feel like I've grown up with the show. Like I just, right. it is just such a. Again, it's part of my history. Like I just, I love South Park. Like I, a little bit of backstory on me. Like last year, I, I kind of fucking feel like I've alluded to this like every episode, but I'm gonna keep doing it. But like, as funny as the show was, like last year I was going through a heartbreak, a, a rough patch. Yeah. And there was – there's an episode of South Park, a quote from one of the characters like Butters that really helped me process it. As silly as it sounds, again, a lot of people – a lot of things helped me process it. You know, Justin, you were definitely one of those people. But like there was – there's a line in there where he just talks about like heart – like he gets his heart broken. Like Butters gets heartbroken. He gets rejected. He gets dumped. And like there's like – he has a little – little monologue at the end a very brief monologue about like it's all right you know it's it'll be all right and i just really latched on to that that really helped me uh, if i can be candid like that really helped me it's so i just think the show is brilliant and i love it and it's not for everybody i do not like i know there are people who probably have been like ew south park like i'm like yeah it's not for everybody but it's definitely definitely for me okay let's move on to your next one so i'm saving my Top, top for the last. Okay. So this one, I actually was fighting with three different shows. Oh, Lord. To put on here. This is the one that changed within the past hour. Okay. Before you called me. Or before we started this hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll list off what it is and why I loved it. And then after we you go through yours, I'll explain which ones were up for contention. Okay. So... This one is Mythbusters. Oh yeah, I don't. Ha- I don't even have this on my runners up. So Mythbusters for oh, me. Oh man, now you made me sad. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, because yeah. Um, but please continue. We'll talk about that. But Mythbusters was. It, it was one of those shows that made learning fun, which is a very weird, yeah, tacky way cheesy thing to say no that but that's 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 real talk right there that's that's honest legit right there but it, it was the interactions between us uh, adam and jamie jamie yeah was so it was so good and then you had uh the support guys you know helping out with the experiments and doing their own things and then doing everything from testing out gas mileage to the biggest explosions they can possibly make. Yeah, like, what a great idea for a show. Like, it's it's like, why did this take so long to come together? Like, who... Right. Would, yeah. 
And we've had shows like that before, but they were like strictly educational, like Bill Nye and everything else. Yeah, definitely. But Mythbusters was more of, we're going to go into this fun thing and explain the science behind it. Yeah, it's like, you can enjoy science and also incorporate pop culture. Like, these things are not mutually exclusive. Exactly. And there's a YouTube series that I watch called The Science. Yeah. And it's a guy who goes through video games and either proves or debunks what's going on in the video game with actual real-world science. Yeah. And it's it's continuing that trend of you can learn this and it can be fun along the way and it can be practical to everyday use. Yeah. And it just, and it, it was one of those shows that really helped expand my mind to look into more sciences and to just learn things just because I wanted to learn it, not because I had to. Yeah. I mean, it's also another one of those shows, like, I guess it technically classifies as reality TV, I guess. But, like, it's one of those shows where it was like, if you saw it on a marathon or, like, Discovery or whatever, you could pick any episode and be like, oh, this is going to be a good episode. So it's just like, yeah, it's just throw it on and be like, I'll just watch this. Yeah, but let's talk about the, man, Grant. That was really sad. Like, I remember him. I wasn't the biggest fan of the show, but I definitely would watch it. Uh, right. Grant Imahara, I hope I'm saying his last name right, uh, he recently yeah. passed away from a fucking brain aneurysm. Did you hear about that shit? Yeah. It just happened. Like, apparently he was healthy and fit and all this stuff, and then boom, a brain aneurysm. Just fucking tragic, dude. Just fucking awful. But, uh, yeah, he will be missed. He worked at, he worked at ILM, he worked with Lucasfilm, and yeah, he did, he, he became nationally known on Mythbusters with the other two, I can't remember the other two people, but, uh... Yeah, it was very sad. Very sad. He was apparently like the, the nicest guy on the planet. Oh, I have no doubt in my mind about that. That's yeah. That sounds right on par with you know everything we knew of him. Yeah, from you know a civilian standpoint. Yeah, and he, you know, it felt like everybody got along in that show, at least on camera and stuff. So it was, and it seemed like everybody wanted to be there, and it was really fun to make the show. And it, it seemed like it lasted a long time. It lasted like over ten years, I think. And uh, it. It was good. It was really good. I, again, I can't believe it was like, why? Why did this take so long? Like nobody thought of this before this. Like, okay, sure. Uh, it's, and it's because the only frame of reference they had for something like that was Bill Nye, the Science Guy. Pretty much. Pretty much. And that was it. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Do you have anything else to say about it? it, it I just love that show, and I didn't even—I totally forgot about it until earlier, and then it just hit. Like, oh my god, how could I have forgot this show? Yeah, that's a great one. I'm trying to think of uh, which one I want to go with right now. Um, okay, I think I know what I do want to do. Okay, so this is where I shed light into my anime roots right now. I mean, people who don't know, I'm currently working my way through the Studio Ghibli films. I just watched Spirited Away last night. It was all right. I really enjoyed it, but I like it was told. I was told that it was like the, one of the greatest animated films of all time. And the animation's really good, but the story's very weird. And very yeah. Japanese, so it was kind of hard to uh, decipher. But I'm a huge anime fan. Grew up on fucking Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, Yu-Gi-Oh, fucking Big O, Outlaw Star. You know, I was one, definitely one of those, like, Toonami kids. And, you know, 
I, I I love anime. I love anime. Um, I think last time when I was in Charlottesville, we went to uh, what was that place? Something in Char- Second and Charles was it? Second and Charles. Yeah, yeah. We went there and like I pigged out on fucking anime. Turns out the anime I bought was trash, but sometimes that happens. But yeah, I'm a huge anime fan, and specifically, like I love Cowboy Bebop. I love Big O. I love Trigon. You know, there are a lot of animes. Like I'm not again. The one that I really never really got into was Bleach or uh, Naruto. Like I never got into those because they were kind of before after my time uh, growing up. But specifically, my favorite franchise in anime is Gundam. Love Gundam. Love Gundam. I have the original on DVD. I have G Gundam on DVD. I really wanted to, this was tough for me because I knew I wanted to pick an anime. Uh, because I don't talk about this much because it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's that self-conscious nerd thing where it's just like, do I really want to let people know how big a nerd I am? But uh, if the Spider-Man and Star Wars stuff wasn't a dead giveaway. Uh, <laughs> uh, but so I really thought, I was like, I think Gundam Wing. I think that's the one. Gundam Wing is the one. But I realized, I was like, you know, Gundam Wing is like 49 episodes and not all of them are good. I really like the ending of Gundam Wing, but I really don't know if it's like, the one uh but it's it is definitely one of my favorite shows of all time but it's not my favorite gundam show the my favorite gundam show is gundam oathms team and like a lot not a lot of people know about it when you think about gundam it's not up there it's not your uh it's not your zeta gundams or your fucking unicorn gundams or you know i could bore you all to death with a gundam talk but it's not one of the mainstays like it's not g like g gundam or gundam wing or something like that but like it's I love it. It's so perfect to me. Like, it's just... So, it's 12 half-hour episodes. Uh, so, it's not, like, a full-run series of, like, 45 or 30 episodes or whatever. But I love it because I think it tells one of the most efficient, cohesive stories. It tells one story. Like, I love Gundam Wing, but there's a lot of Gundam Wing that I don't give a fuck about. Like, it's a lot like Game of Thrones where it's got, like... It's got multiple characters, multiple storylines going on. It's really about, like, ideas more than necessarily the characters, and I think it's brilliant. It's got a lot of insight, but I think OHMS Team is basically a love story, and it's basically Romeo and Juliet, but Gundams, but I feel like that's kind of just, like, archetypal. It's not actually Romeo and Juliet. It's it's basically, like, you know, it's a war between the Federation and the Zeon, and right. a Federation soldier, Shiro Amada like gets into a battle with a, a Zeon warrior, a Zeon soldier, and they have to abandon their suits in the middle of space and they have to work together to save each other and then they fall in love. But, you know, they're on two sides of the same they're like on two sides of the war. And like they they kind of spend a lot of time with each other and it's a lot about like just jungle warfare. Like Gundam takes place on Earth, but mainly it takes place in space. But this takes place in like the South American jungle. And it's fucking awesome. Like, it's so good. I rewatch it. I probably rewatch it at least once a year because, again, it's only like six hours-ish. And it really breezes by. And I just think that it's so – I think it's such – it's not the greatest love story ever. It's not like – you know, it it probably has two – like one of my favorite Gundams ever, the Gundam EZ-8. I'm really losing people. I'm sorry, people who are like, what the fuck is he talking about right now? But I love this show so much. I love this franchise so much. But like – it's so good. Like I have tracks of its score. Like it's 
it's it's it's soundtrack it's score on my phone i listen to them regularly it has one of the prettiest songs in my opinion ever it's i love it and it's just i don't know if you can enjoy it without watching the original gundam what it's like it's kind of a spinoff of so it's like you kind of don't really know what's going on unless you know like what's going on in the larger picture but i think that it is i love it i love it so much it's got a good love story i think it's got good characters likable characters relatable characters and it is about like how awful war can be and like how wars destroy more than they really help and like it's all about like a lot of one of the brilliant things about gundam really encapsulated in this show is like you know in most war stories like fucking star wars right you got the good guys and the bad guys like good guys over here bad guys over here the good guys are all good the bad guys are all good all bad right but i really love what gundam does it shows like yeah the federation is technically like the rebel alliance like the good guys but and zeon is technically like the empire but like it shows that like Oh, actually, you know, the Xeon, they're they're actually pretty cool guys. Like they're they're trying to do the right thing for their people and like the Federation are a bunch of bureaucrats and like more interested in protecting the status quo and exploiting the colonies. And it's just like fucking love it, dude. It's so good. But that's a larger picture Gundam. But this is tells a more self contained, concise story, and I just I, I fucking love it. It's it's so good. I don't know if it's online anywhere, but I have the I have the DVD and it's it's so good. Like the last, let's see, I would say the last like four episodes are amazing. Like they're just amazing. Like they're just, it's so good. And as a romantic, like I really dig the love story in it, even though it's not really that great of a love story. But I just I really latch onto it. So yeah, that's mine. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to text that to me when we're done because I need to check this one out. Dog, it's so good. Like. <laughs> I'm sure you could get it online. I think it might be on Hulu. I think it was on Hulu last time I checked. I'm yeah. sure I can find a way to watch it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah uh, definitely. Uh, so yeah, it's it's really good, and I really love how short it is. Like one of the reasons I don't watch Gundam Wang or Mobile Suit Gundam original, you know, Gundam very often, or even G Gundam, is because it's like they're like 49 episodes, and I'm like, oh, that's a lot. I don't yeah. really, kind of want to watch it all, but I'm like, that's a lot of time. This is 12 episodes. And it has a movie, but it's really not that great of a movie, so I don't really watch the movie. But great. Love it. It's my favorite. I think it is my favorite anime series. Like, I love Gundam Wing. I love fucking uh, Cowboy Bebop. But, yeah, Gundam OHMS team. Definitely my favorite. Cool. I, I, I'm hooked. <laughs> I am now intrigued and need to watch this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, so before we go to our last couple... Let's go through some of the runners up. How about you go through some of yours, and I'll let you know if uh, I'll, I'll go through mine for. I'll go through mine afterwards. So, what are what are some of the honorable mentions, ones that didn't make the cut? So, Mythbusters took over a spot that was in contention with two others. Okay. So those two others were Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I had that on mine as well. For obvious reasons. Definitely huge, and huge part of our childhoods. I mean, again, tsunami kids. I mean, tsunami kids. Yeah. Gundam, Dragon Ball Z, Zoids. Oh my god, I forgot about Zoids. Oh yeah. The other one was MXC. MXC. Not familiar with MXC. It was... It was almost like... Uh, uh, what's, this, what's like the Obstacle Course show? Not Ninja Warrior, but the other one. American? Wipeout? Some, yeah, sure. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. All right, now I remember the show. Yeah, and it was go. it was dubbed like it was anim- It was like Asian footage, but with dubbed. Wasn't that the one? Most English dubbing, and like, yeah. nothing was correct. Like it was all just bullshit. Yeah. So those two were in contention. Okay. I also have the the UK Top Gear. Okay. Futurama was also a top contention. Oh, another great, another great show. What Chappelle show? Okay. Fate Unlimited Blade Works is an anime which was phenomenal. Okay. Psych. Yeah. Looney Tunes and OG Disney. What else? Attack of the Show on G Four. Hey, G Four is coming back, man. Yeah, I saw, and I'm so excited. That'll be very interesting. Very interesting. Um, and then I have like a whole season of like. Or I have a whole section of just shows that are around for one season, either fully or only like as of right now. Okay. So those are Firefly and Reaper. Oh, Reaper. Reaper. I remember Reaper. Reaper was a good show. Reaper was really well done. If they didn't write themselves into a hole, it would it would have been even better. Yeah, I remember watching that one on the regular. It was a good show. It was a fun show. Oh, yeah. Tyler, Tyler Labine, I think, was the... Yep. Yeah, he was really good in that. And then also, and these are all like new shows that I'm excited to see where it goes. So Witcher, obviously. Yeah. The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah, it's on my list as well. The Boys. Oh, Boys Season 2 coming out next month. Dude, that show is a ride. Dog, that show is intense as fuck. Watchmen. Yeah, definitely. And The Haunting of Hell House. Our friend and former guest of the show, Rachel, your ex... Yeah. She really, really wanted me to watch it, and I told her I would, but I never got around to it. It's so good. And it's one of those shows, like, there'll be something in the background. Yeah. You'll think, wait, did I just see that, or was that an actual thing? And then you'll go back and rewatch it, like, oh, that was an actual thing. Holy shit. Yeah. It's so damn good. And then, of course, Letterkenny's on the list. Teen yeah, Titans. definitely. Uh, Cartoon Network 2000, so like Samurai Jack was in contention. Oh my god, Samurai Jack. Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. I mean, it's just, there's so many different shows and it was so hard to file down to top five, so I hate you for that. (laughs) Okay, well let me, it was tough. Let me run through mine real quick and we'll get on to our last ones. So I mentioned Gundam Wing, love Gundam Wing. Parks and Rec, really love Parks and Rec. Veep, Veep was another one I got into last year, really loved. The Office, I know you're not a big fan, but I did love that show at one point, but it's not aging well for me. Cowboy Bebop, yep. Uh, the X-Men 90s TV show, cartoon. Nice. And Batman, yeah. the animated series, also great. Really big fan of Big O. It's another anime that came on Cartoon Network, Toonami. Love it, love it. Have the box set of it. Rick and Morty, I already mentioned. Love Rick and Morty. Uh, Outlaw Star, another anime. Let's see. Law and Order SVU, classic. Another show you could just throw on and watch any episode and be like, oh, this is great. All right. Uh, Cowboy Bebop I mentioned. Oh, this one I watched earlier this year, The Society. It's on Netflix. Love that show. It's only one season. Really looking forward to season two. Uh, Teen drama, but in like a a Twilight Zone-esque situation where they're like cut off from the rest of humanity. Great. Love it. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. My opinion, greatest American sitcom ever. That's just me. Think it's better than Seinfeld. I can go with that. Also a big fan of that 70s show, even though it's kind of hard to watch it now with uh, Danny uh, Danny Masterson in it. And it's, it's kind of hard because he was like one of my favorite characters. So Broadchurch, 
Another British show. Love it. Love it to death. First two seasons are excellent. Third season, eh. Simpsons, of course. Love The Simpsons. Uh, let me see what else am I missing. Oh, now this is going to make me feel really lame to say this, but I cannot front. I love this show. Dawson's Creek. I loved Dawson's Creek. Lame as hell. Dawson's Creek. Lame as hell. But it was coming on when I was like in middle school. And like I was like, wow, is this what high school is going to be like? No, that's not what high school is like. This is bullshit. <laughs> this is like, I'm not, I don't know who I love. I'm like, you're 15. Chill the fuck out. You're only 15. Like, calm down, dude. It's not that serious. Life gets so much harder than this. All right, these three are really tough, and I really, really wanted to put them on the list, but I cannot honestly say in good faith that they, I can put them on my list because they're not better than he. I don't love these shows as much as I love the shows I've already mentioned and the one I will mention. SNL, love Saturday Night Live. Been a fan of Saturday Night Live since I was a young kid watching reruns on Comedy Central. Love SNL. I'm one of the few people I know that like watch it live, like every every Saturday it's on. Uh, Doctor Who I can't believe it. I was really tough I really wanted to put Doctor Who because I love Doctor Who huge fan of Doctor Who especially dude the David Tennant years the Matt Smith years but it, it really it really fucking wore me down to where I'm just like I can't I, I just I'm like it's exhausting now like I'm just like I can't like they have new series with Jodie Whittaker started watching it I'm like, I can't. I don't really care about any of this anymore. And so it is one of my favorites, just not in my top five. Um, and this one was the other biggie because I was religiously devoted to this show when it was on Lost. Love Lost. But I'll, I don't think I'll ever get into a show like I, like I was into Lost. Like I was devoted to this show. But like looking back, I'm like, God, it's six seasons long. It's so long. It's so so stretched out and it's so bizarre and frustrating at times and it's just so much baggage attached to that show that i'm like i really wish i could watch like if i were to rewatch it again i would have to hop around like i'd have to skip episodes i could do a full watch because it's just it's too long it's too draining yeah and i'm just like i actually like how it ended a lot of people didn't i actually really enjoyed the ending but I understand why it frustrated a lot of people, and I really like a lot of the characters. But again, it's too much. It's too much. So those are mine. Okay, so let's move on to your last one, and we'll do my last one, and we'll move on to the questions. So what's your last one? So my last one is something you already mentioned. Sure. My last one is one you mentioned as well. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Shocker. I know, right? Um, so my last one my absolute like it, it's probably my top favorite would be batman the animated series oh yeah i should have saw that coming and it's what it's the show that got me into comics yeah it's pretty iconic i mean coming home from school like and that was Aaron what elementary school for us god we were hella young hella young do you remember i sent you that doc on it recently yeah and i just forgot how early in the 90s that show was i was like fuck i thought it was a little bit later than that but i guess not no it it is early early 90s yeah you were hella young just coming home to that opening uh soundtrack yeah and that opening scene and seeing and the greatest joker in 
history, Mark Hamill. Uh, I think you're, I, I think you're sleeping on one Jared Leto. <laughs> oh my god! I swear to God. No, I'm kidding. But I will reach through this phone and strangle you right now. I, I, yes, Mark. It's either Mark Hamill or Heath Ledger for me. But yes, please continue. And you, you know, it just all the characters, how well it was animated, and the styling of the '90s, showing all aspects of Batman, his social life, him as the crime fighter, him as the detective, him as just a person in general. You know, the later seasons when they started incorporating superman and wonder woman they're like these random like team-ups the uh mask of the phantasm movie oh yeah i gotta rewatch that that's on hbo max right now or no it's on netflix right now i gotta rewatch that yeah i i rewatched it the other day and it's it's so good and it, it it's one of those shows that i can pull on any episode at any time and i will be entertained yeah i'll just say that like mark hamill's not the clear cut best Joker of all time, but he's 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 it's him. It's either him or Heath Ledger. It really is. It's tough. Oh yeah. But like consistency, like overarching career wise, yeah, it's probably Mark Hamill because we only got one film with Heath Ledger. But Kevin Conroy is Batman for me. There is no other Batman. All these other people are imitators. Kevin Conroy, who is just the voice, but he's also not just the voice to me. He is Batman. It is Batman. That is Batman. Like, Kevin Connery will always be Batman to me. Everybody else is silver medal or runner-up. Like, it's not even close. No. And, and yeah, that, that was the series that got me full-on into comics. Yeah. That really furthered my, you know, love for everything that is nerdy and really opened the doors yeah. to... Mythbusters, Game of Thrones, Avatar, anime, everything. I'm like, that was the show yeah. that opened the nerd floodgates for me. Yeah, it was It was that X-Men and that Spider-Man show in the 90s that really, I really think shaped a lot of our generation's like perception of superheroes. Like, I don't know anybody, I mean, I don't know anyone who's honestly watched Batman the Animated Series and not, and not, like and they disliked it like i'm like people like it's generally universally considered like one of the greatest animated shows of all time and probably arguably the definitive batman in a lot of people's hearts and minds like it's it's iconic it's classic it is timeless it is it transcends like it 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 is batman that is batman like this character had so that that came out in the 90s this batman debuted in the 30s Batman had 60 years of history prior to that show. And that and, that's Batman to people. It, 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 is the, it is the show that you're like, oh, I'm trying to do a Batman story. Or I want to get into Batman. Where do I start? Yeah. That is, that is where you start. Yeah, and it birthed the whole continuity. Like we had Superman come after it, the Superman animated show. Then we had Batman yeah. Beyond. Then we had all the Justice Leagues. And yep. it started this whole wing of continuity no pun there like this whole wing of continuity like the bruce tim with the bruce tim verse like bruce tim was uh that doc i i'm gonna share that doc in the show notes that i sent you i just randomly caught it on dc's youtube uh channel and it's pretty incredible it's it's just it's it is 
Like, and then they brought Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill into the Arkham games. So it's just like, it's trickled out into so many aspects of that character. Like, it's, yeah, he's Batman. I'll fight anybody who says otherwise. Like, if you're like, ooh, what about Michael Keaton? Or, ooh, Christian Bale? Like, no no shade to them, man. Love them. They ain't Batman. No. Kevin Conroy's Batman. They, they, they had their part. They yeah. had their place. Kevin Conroy's Batman. And for me, Heath Ledger is Joe. Or uh, Mark okay. Hamill is Joe. Yeah, and, like, I think he, I think I've seen clips, and he's talked about it. Kevin Conroy is just like, I'm just a normal guy walking the streets. But as soon as I even kind of sound like Batman. People are like, holy shit, it's Batman. Like, that's... What a job. Yeah. What a career. Like, that's gotta be like... I don't know much about him other than this, but like, could you imagine like, dude, you are... You are the person. You are the voice. That, you are Batman. Yeah, that represents one of the most popular characters in human history. Like, modern human history. Like, it's like... Like, you're Batman. Like, that's... What a... What a yeah, like, I, 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 you might think that he's been typecasted, but like, honestly, I'm just like, I mean, what more do you want? Like, you, you have a role. You are definitive. Like, it's that's got to be such a privileged, like, awesome position to hold. Um, okay, anything else you got to say about Batman? I, I love it. I, I love it. I always have. Always will. Yeah. And it's, I just, it, it, it will always be the show for me. I need to get it on Blu-ray. Or I need to get a home copy of that. Because there are times where I'm like, man, I really want to watch that. Hopefully, they'll bring it to HBO Max once DC Universe like falls apart. But like... Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's honestly what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Uh, my last one. Like I said, you mentioned it. Um, hands down, I think it's the funniest show of all time. I don't really know if kids these days like will appreciate it or understand it. Like... Because it really feels like early 2000s. Like, I don't think, like, I, I really don't know if you could show it to, like, a 15-year-old now or, like, a 13-year-old when we watched it. Like, I don't really know if they would get it. Because a lot of it is, like, very of its time. But I still think it's funny show of all time, and that is Chappelle Show. Like, Dave Chappelle is the funniest comedian, I think, ever. And Chappelle Show is just this perfect... Like, season three, people are kind of iffy on because, like, he left and, like, they kind of had to pick up the pieces afterwards. But, like, God, so many funny shit, so much funny shit from, like, like, Black Bush. Like, hands down, my like, tons of sketches from that show are classic. You know, Tyrone Biggums, fucking the blind white supremacist, Rick James, bitch. Like, so many classic bits that people of our age and older will, like, be able to recite like at the drop of a hat. But I think Black Bush is like the funniest thing that came out of that. Where he's just like, Do I need to tell you what the fuck you can do with aluminum tubes? Aluminum! And he's like, Write this down. M A R S Mars, bitches. Red Rocks. Dog. And he's like, uh, Yeah, he's like, oh, Dude. And it's, it's so perfect because, like, I don't really know, unless you lived or had some kind of familiarity with the Bush years, like, that it probably wouldn't be that funny. Like, it, you probably wouldn't laugh that hard at it. But, like, just growing up in that time period. And it was it's so intelligent and it's got so much insight and really makes you think. But also, like, side-splittingly laugh. Like, God, it's 
fuck, it's amazing. It's my favorite comedy of all time. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. I think it's the funniest show that's ever been created. And I, again, I don't know if it has much appeal to later generations or how it will age. But yeah, hands down, funniest show of all time. Funnier than South Park, funnier than Family Guy, Simpsons, whatever. Chappelle show, funniest. What do you think? You mentioned it on your list. What do you think? I can I can go with that because I mean it, again it's all my sh- all my list for uh, top shows of all time. Yeah. So, I mean it it falls into the same uh, area as Scrubs. Oh, I forgot about Scrubs. I left Scrubs off. And it, it's one of those things of yeah, it, it, it's like the humor is spot on. It talks about the times. Yeah. The characters on there nail their parts yeah and it's it's one of those things like it could probably carry through today yeah but it is definitely like our generation show yeah and like there's so many things that like it trickled it trickled into pop culture sayings like game blouses like the prince sketch the fucking Uh, Rick James bitch was the big thing, but like I love Rick James, but I really like Charlie Murphy stories and fucking Tyrell Biggums and fucking the racial draft. And like, the racial draft was so good. The racial draft was so good it spawned its own uh, Twitter. <laughs> and fucking Wu Tang, yeah, Twitter account, yeah, Wu Tang Financial also Wu Tang Financial diversify yep. your bonds, motherfucker, like. Dog, it's so, dude. It, like, I just, luckily, like, like Chappelle, he's kind of aged, you know, like he's kind of recently, kind of uh, not so much, but like, like, uh, it just was. He had this run in the two thousands where it was just like, fuck, dude, this dude is incredible. He's so funny, and everyone involved in that show pretty much went on to do bigger, better things. And it's just like, it's classic. It's, it, I can't even. We could do a whole episode on it, just sketch by sketch, but just like, man, it's 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 all timer for me. Funniest show ever. Uh, I'll give it to you. All right. Well, I'll, I'll agree. Well, that does it for the shows. Are you ready to move on to the questions? I am ready for the questions. Did you like them? Did you like them? Like, it actually, like, I had to get up and think about a lot of these for a while, so. Okay, so let's move on to the questions, and thank you for doing this. Uh, of course. I mean, I don't need to... You're always game. Like, I mean, you've been game literally since day one. Uh, day zero, technically. Like, fucking before we even had a show. Okay. So, let's uh, let's start. When did you get your first cell phone and what kind was it? So, my first cell phone... I think I got it, I want to say, late middle school, early high school. Okay. So, we're and talking 2004 or 5-ish? Uh... Let's see, seven, eight, six, seven, five, six, four, five. So right around oh three, oh four. Okay, yeah. I got mine. Um, I got mine a year before that. I got two thousand two. Um, but yeah. So I got it around then, and it was basically just for like swim practice updates. Yeah. Because I was always at swim practice, so I had to like find a way to contact my parents if something were to change. Yeah, definitely. And it was the brick, the Nokia brick. Yeah, buddy. What's funny is like. We didn't really start texting. God, we didn't really start texting until high school, but I remember you and I were AIM buddies. That's AOL, Instant Messenger, for all you kids who may be listening. Uh, God, we, that's how we kept a friendship alive. Like when we had, 
like, I mean, unless we were going to call each other and talk for hours, like, we, we kept the flame alive with AIM, dude. Like, that was what we kept. Yeah. So, like, this, this like, social distancing, this is like, oh, uh, you know, I can't see my friends every day or I can't be around them all the time. Like, man, me and you have been dealing with this shit since fucking 2000, like, 2002 or 2003, whenever the fuck we became friends. Still have We've never... been dealing with this a lot longer than a lot of people have been alive. Yeah, so. man, we got that. We got that fucking social distancing down. Yeah, dude. All right, let's move on to the next question. What is one reality TV or game show you would do the best on? So right now, if I were to go into a TV show right now, yeah, I would think Family Feud. Yeah, I would be pretty solid at. But if I was back, uh, you know, in my swimming days, yeah, it would be. Uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple or <laughs> MXC Throwback. or any of those kind of shows. Would you ever go like, on? I feel like I would crush any of those things. Like, if you had like six months to prepare for Ninja Warrior, how how well do you think you would do on that? If I can get a trainer or someone to like help me stay on top of it. Yeah, me, like if you, if you didn't have to worry about a job, you just worked on this for like six months. How, how long do you think, you, how, how well do you think you'd do? I think I could make it at least to the third round. Okay, that's fair. I think I could make it to at least the third round if I were to get back into swim shape and have a, a trainer for the dry land stuff. Yeah, and you, you, you built an optical course that you could practice on. Yeah, it, it's a lot of investment. But, like, I would never do it because even I think if it – like, even if I trained, I was like, I don't want to embarrass myself on national television. And I would embarrass myself. See, I would just be happy to just jump in there and just – I love obstacle courses. Yeah. And I'm, if I if there was like a local one around here, I'd be on that shit every day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what is your favorite book? So does this include comics or is it just like strictly a book? Whatever works for you, man. Well. I mean, technically uh, it is a comic book and a graphic novel. So technically they are books. Well, I'll, I'll do one of each. Okay. Just, just so that way I'm not like splitting hairs. All right. Um, comic is, of course, Planet Hulk. Definitely. Shocker. Uh, that's been known through a bunch of the different podcasts I've been on. <laughs> very accurately, very accurately adapted in Thor Ragnarok, wouldn't you say? It was seamless. I have no issues with Ragnarok whatsoever. It's one of your favorite movies of all time. <laughs> yeah. And for those new to the show, welcome to Sarcasm. Oh, yeah. I am your host. <laughs> Dog. I remember, um, oh, I remember walking out of that theater being like, oh, Justin's not going to like this, but... Anyway, let's, let's. What's your regular? What's your other book? And actual, like you know, paper book, no pictures, traditional. Yeah, I would say either World War Z before the movie. Oh, good book, definitely. Or uh, Darth Bane: Path of Destruction. Oh, uh, it's the, a of the Star Wars Legends. It's a yeah, expedi- ex- well, formerly the expanded universe, but yeah, it's definitely le- it's the it's Legends now. I never got into any of those. I never really bothered with those. But, yeah, I'm going back through. I'm going through and reading them for the first time, and some of them are on point. And I think the Darth Bane one is one of my top favorites. God, we are nerds. Fuck, we are nerds, man. Good, That's what makes it so entertaining, dude. Good thing we also like sports because we would be the fucking nerdiest nerds ever. Um, oh, we, uh, yeah. Thank God we have something to balance this out. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Mine is Great Gatsby. Read it in high school. Really fell in yeah. love with it in college. Uh, yeah, great Gatsby, definitely. Um, also, shout out to, let's see, graphic novel. Ooh, graphic novel. Ooh, that's tough. 
I'm going to be boring and say Watchmen. Yeah, I'm not even going to think about it that hard. Just going to go Watchmen. It's good. good uh, I was going to say I was going to call out Watchmen, but yeah. Also, I'm, shout out to uh, Killing Joke because it's oh uh, yeah, also good. I would say Killing Joke or Planet Hulk are easily one of the top two. Yeah, my top two. Okay. Um, what is your favorite pair of shoes? Either one you currently own now or have owned in the past. So. I would say shoes from the past because I didn't realize that was a part of it. The, the um, Flores and Friends spinoff coming. Shoes of the past. Shoes of the past. <laughs> Your host, Justin uh, Hartwell. My favorite pair of shoes I think I've ever owned. They were New Balance, but they were the um, the Vibram Souls. Okay. Like the 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 toshu company okay that was all about like the natural like uh walking uh souls mm-hmm. but it was those souls and a pair of new balances that were stupid light i mean my water bottle weighs more than that than both <laughs> of their shoes combined did nice and they were just so comfortable yeah they I wore them damn near every single day, and they haven't done anything like that since. Okay. And I'm so upset because I would buy three more pairs of them right now if I saw them online. All right. What about now? Do you have any favorites right now? Right now, if we're being completely and totally honest, yeah, it's either uh, my flips yeah, or my uh, Air Force boots. Nice. But yeah, because the Air Force boots are so like they're worn in. Yeah, but they also have like the vibram bottoms, mm-hmm. and the soles are so thick that it's going to take me, you know, ten years of walking constantly to get through them all. Mm-hmm. And they're just so snug, easily one of the best fitting shoes I've ever had, and I can wear whatever. Nice. So mine are my um. I mean, I've had a lot of shoes. I'm not the biggest shoe guy, but I've had a lot of shoes throughout my life. My Air Force Ones. I need to get a new pair. I keep telling myself, got to buy a new pair, got to buy a new pair. <laughs> but I'm not going anywhere these days, so I'm just like, fuck it. I'll just wait. Uh, yeah, my Air Force Ones. Love. Most comfortable shoes I think I've ever had. Um, okay. I'm really curious to hear this one. Uh, what is your favorite smell or scent? So I have, a, of course, I have a couple. All right. Because I can't just, like, nail down just one. No, on this podcast, we nail people down. You have to give a definitive answer. I will not have any of this wishy-washy bullshit. <laughs> um, so if I'm just going just a traditional set, like something I can go to time and time again and always enjoy it. Okay. It's a lavender vanilla Ooh, combo. Good call. Because it's, it's gentle, it's soft, and it's, it smells so damn good. It's it's pretty basic, but that's because it's so effective. Like it's so popular, but it's it's just a it's just great. And you know, and if I'm like walking somewhere, and I catch a scent of one of these, it's a it's it's a game changer. Either fresh baked bread. Ooh yeah. Or walking around, and you get that. That seafood boil smell down in New Orleans. Oh yeah, definitely. When you're walking past a restaurant and you get that big whiff from the pot, and it's just 
Let me ask you something. You're a big beer guy. Do you have a yeah. particular beer you think smells the best? Like, without drinking it, of course, just the, the aroma of it? Oh, I one? mean, there's so many. I mean, if you have a good, like, legit bourbon barrel something, like, there was, uh, so my buddy Cole was over last night, and he brought out a... 2017 Goose Island bourbon barrel age something or other. Nice. And just a good well done not overly boozy bourbon barrel age stout or porter is just oh, oh. Yeah I feel you. I, I get it. I mean I don't I mean, when I visited, we I got to smell some of your beers the last time I was there. So, yeah, it's uh, a totally down. All right, let's move on to the next one. Considering we just did a whole episode on TV shows, you can only watch TV shows or movies for the rest of your life. What would you pick? Honestly, I would probably do TV. Ah, uh, see, I go movies. Because for me, TV covers everything. Like, there's the MCU, obviously. But there's so many varying TV Marvel shows over the decades. Yeah, and you know Sherlock is technically a TV series yep and each episode is like an hour and a half long yep so I mean that incorporates anime yeah so just because there's more there's more options yeah that'll last longer and because there's you know and of course there's a ton of shows that I still haven't watched yet Mm-hmm. That that would just just to I don't want to say play it safe, but um, but just to know I have more more than enough that I could ever watch in a lifetime. Yeah, I would go TV. See, I'm gonna go movies for one very simple reason: Star okay. Wars. Got to be able to watch the Star Wars movies at a drop of a hat. You tell me I can't watch the Star Wars movies the rest of my life. I'm like. Uh, no, not worth it. I'm going movies. That's fair. Uh, I'll, I'll give that to you. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next one. Oh, I really want to know your... This is a really interesting one. It's probably... I think I've said this before. I think this is one of my favorite questions I've ever asked a guest. Um, or guests, whatever. You get to use a time machine, Justin. When and where would you go? But you have to stay there for no more or less than three days. Can't leave early. Can't stay longer than that. Where are you going? I would go to about I would say 2011 <laughs> you're going going back nine years 2010 2011 something like that okay just because here's the thing alright I have to stay a minimum I have to stay a grand total of three days yep that's it no okay? more no less if I'm gonna go back into any point in time and want to fully experience something of that time, I'm not going to be able to do it in three days. All right. Personally. Well, so, just decided. just for clarification, you don't have to stay within your own time, your own lifespan. You can go like hundreds of years in the past or the future. Just throwing that out there. Right. But my thing is, is that if I'm doing that, I want to be able to stay long enough to experience everything that I want to, want to experience. Okay. If I go in and it's three days, I'm going to be left wanting more and I'm going to be miserable. Okay. After. 
So I took the personal route, the, the selfish route, I, as it were. And I decided I would go and catch myself just out of college, but before I signed up for the military. Okay. And I would just have that talk with myself. <laughs> and after three days, I'm like, look, this is what happened for my timeline. Here's how you can fix yours. And this is how you can better yourself now to set yourself up better in the future. And it would just be focus on this as far as job wise. This thing that sounds weird that may not catch on, it's called Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. <laughs> Every single dollar you can, you put into that right now. Man, you're back to the future toing it. Here's the thing. <laughs> you gave me three days. And only three days. Yeah, as like a tourist, not like as a fucking get-rich-quick scheme. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme because I'm doing it for an extended period of time. Okay. (laughs) You're corrupting the entire intent of this question, but that's your prerogative. You gave me three days, and if I can't, and I know myself. And I know I cannot fully experience something in a three-day time span that I've always wanted to go and see. Or go and experience. Even leaving an amusement park that I have like an entire day trip out, I still feel like I could have done more. You're telling me I can go back and travel in either direction and stay for only three days? I'm, I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to lose my mind after that. So, I figured uh, I'm going to go back and help myself so that way I can better experience my life in the few, when I come back. But what if you fuck your? What if you fuck up your future? What if you come back and it's worse than what you currently are? We don't have time to get into this. We don't have time no, to get into time travel. That's a whole hypothetical debate, but but it it does. I made the bed and I'll lay it. <laughs> it does remind me. This is just how my brain works. There is literally something in my brain that I have that only I know about. That if a future self would ever come back to talk to me. Like, that would be how I verify that it's me. Like, it's me from the future. Like, that is, like, that is the – I have something in my brain that only I know about. It's a phrase that I'm like, the only person who would know this is me. So this is how I would check. Like, that's how fucking weird my brain is. I'm like, man, what if some – what if a future version of myself ever came back to talk to me or tell me something? How would I know? I was like, got it. I know exactly what I would say to myself to be like, yo, this is me. This is the only way. This this is my proof. This is my receipts. Right. Okay. I can't say I'm disappointed, but I will say that that was not the intention. But I understand your. I understand where you're coming from. Okay. Would you rather be an Olympic gold medalist or a Nobel Prize winner, and for what? Honestly, this is something that I still have not come to an actual answer on. I would because, have I would have assumed swimming for you or gold medals. I mean, I would have liked to have had gold medals, but again, I don't know if it's just because I'm getting old and cynical. But you know, if I were to say that now, like, hey, I got gold medals in swimming, cool, and that's it. Like, that's all I have to show for. Yeah, can't really. I mean, you can still work in the in the the sport and like kind of train, but like that's not getting you a job at like a Fortune 500 company, right? So it would be cool to have a gold medal. Yeah, 
but it's it's like, hey, I graduated as a student of the year from high school. Cool. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Does that transfer into the real world? Not really. <laughs> really? Okay. And then Nobel Prize. I mean, I know it would have to be something science. Okay. For me, it would have to be something science. It would have to be a discovery or an invention of something space related. Okay. Either. So probably um, physics, right? Do they? I don't know if they have one for engineering, but like physics, I guess, huh? Yeah, they have one for uh, physics, and I think they have one for engineering. Who knows? It doesn't really matter. It, it would definitely be something along my interest of space and science. It would have to be like a discovery, a workaround, the physics that we know, reinventing the wheel, something like that. Like something utterly groundbreaking. Okay. Would be me. If, if, if I had to like sit down and actually pick something out, that's what it would be. I can't even remember. I've, I've answered this question a few times already. Um, but honestly, I think Nobel Prize for Literature would be cool. But I'm like, eh, who do I, I, so I guess I guess I got to go gold medalist. Like, I think I'd want to win gold medal in, like, U.S. soccer. Like, I would love to be on the U.S. team that finally wins a gold medal in soccer. Like, how fucking amazing would that be? Right. Yeah, I think that's my answer. Okay. All right. Wrapping up. Last question. Um... You know, five years from now, ten years from now, however long you want to project forward. You know, it's crazy. We've harped on how crazy this year has been for everybody and you as well, specifically. But, like, you know, moving forward, like, in the future, what do you hope we learn? What do you hope we all learn from what's happened this year? Don't believe everything you read on the internet. (laughs) Check your sources. Don't be an idiot. Idiots will be idiots. Don't be the trolls. Yeah. And find a way to, like, I don't want to say corral them because that sounds very dystopian. Yeah. But um, just find a way to just – the reason why we're not done with this – again, this is a whole other conversation. <laughs> we literally had this conversation a week and a half ago. <laughs> right. like the, whole, the main reason why we're still in this position is because idiots keep saying the masks don't work. I need to breathe. We're turning to a communist country because they want us to wear a mask. <laughs> That's not how this works. works. So my biggest thing would be that we look, that we see all of this happening now, and pun intended, we have the 2020 vision (laughs) in hindsight. Nice to say. I see what you did there. Right, like, I didn't even realize it until I was about to say it, speaking into existence. I think that's called a eureka moment. Right. That epiphany, if you will. That epiphany. Um, but, yeah, it's that we look back and realize the dumb mistakes that we made and that people have made for the dumbest reasons with very with their own, like, skewed facts and everything and all their echo chambers yeah that causes to continue longer than it should have been that that would be what i hope we learn is people will be idiots people will be dumb that is yeah that is a rule of law in the world as long as we find a way to navigate around that or to at least quell that and keep it in a pocket 
for the rest of the world to fix it, to fix the issues that they're trying to like keep going. Mm-hmm. That's what I hope we come out of this one. I gotta agree with you. Uh, mine is much more, uh, I guess, frou frou hippie ish. Like I'm just like, really hope we come through all of this. Like just really how realizing how connected we all are, just how dependent we all are, just how much we rely on each other, how much we rely on an economy working on all cylinders. Like just how much, and not even necessarily in the country or state or region or town or whatever just like globally like how dependent we all are on each other and one break in the chain one link in the chain goes down like starts a domino effect and i'm just like man i really hope we appreciate like people suffering in china or people suffering in fucking i don't know middle east or people suffering in south america just somewhere it's like that's an effect on us man we all gotta look out for each other we're all on the same team more or less we all need each other yeah. And we all need to do our part. And I used to – I was thinking about this the other day, man. I was walking across the street and just thinking about the world, what's going on right now. And I used to be – still really am very individualistic. Like I'm very, very individualistic. Yeah. And I I used to love that about this country. I used to love it. I was like the best thing about America is people can be who they want to be. And I'm like 2020 taught me, man, like – Man, maybe you should be who you want to be all the time. Like, maybe you need to realize, like, hey, man, I'm part of a, I'm part of a whole here. Maybe I have responsibility to other people. Like, I, I, I just, yeah. I just really hope we see how connected we all are. So, as long as we can learn from the mistakes that we've made this year, I'll call it a win. Hopefully, that's all I want. All right, guys, that's gonna do it for us today, Justin. I kept course fucking two hours long. We were like an hour and a half. We'll be all right every fucking hey, time. At least, at least you. Went above, like, yeah, because it, it started off these. We were like, yeah, 45 minutes, we should be able to have to wrap <laughs> We always seem to outdo ourselves. We're getting closer to closer because yeah. even I was like, hour and a half, perfect. That's like, that should be right on our uh, usual margin. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to do it for us, guys. Thank you all for listening. Please like, subscribe, share. Reach out to me on Facebook or social media. However, if you want to find Justin, Justin some way, somehow, go right ahead. He's really. He's really uh, active on these Twitter streets these days. Like, go back in time and tell that kid, Justin, like, one day you will be on Twitter a lot. And you'd be like, what? Uh, (laughs) So that's going to do it for us. Thank you to my brother. I love you, man. Thank you for always being down. And, yeah, I guess I'll just talk to you later. I mean, fuck, we text, like, every day. So I'll just talk to you later. It's it's always memeing debates between us anyway. It's always. All right, guys. Thanks. I hope you have a great rest of your day, man. Have fun. And, yeah, I'll just catch you later. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Yep. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for uh, popping in, saying hi. And uh, I'll catch you later, buddy. All right, man. I love you. I love you, too. All right, bye.